This is Founders Founders Radio, Radio, episode episode number number six. six. Uh, Today today our guest guest speaker speaker is the co-founder of of an LA-based startup called called We Strive, Strive. Uh, Corey Corey McCain. Corey, why why don't you you keep out out from here here and tell us a little bit about about yourself, about your background. background. Yeah, absolutely, guys. How's it going? Uh, Yeah, I've been running We Strive for the past several years now. Um, Basically, we're a all-in-one platform for personal training. So we handle uh, the back-end CRM tool for our trainers, and then the front-end is an exciting marketplace where you can find any plan and uh, interact with people, add them on a um, like basically a social network through the app. So, uh, yeah, I've got my accounting degree several years ago. I've been basically building up the platform for a couple of years now. Um, basically what I did was I saw that there was a big need in the personal training industry and, and in the fitness in general for – pretty much a platform to kind of connect both personal trainers with not only their own clients, but with exercisers around the planet. I just saw that I had a lot of friends that would go to the gym and didn't know what to do, or they they didn't have a trainer or they didn't know how to get a trainer, um, you know, especially remotely. And then I noticed a lot of personal trainers on the flip other side of the coin that they would have all these clients, but they didn't know what to do with them. They didn't know how to manage them. They to this day are still sending a lot of different, PDF document here, PayPal request here. Um, and it was kind of just all over the place. And I wanted to basically bridge the gap between the two. So that's why I got started on We Strike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty, 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 pretty uh, so, so uh, from what, what I know, I know there, was there was like a pretty heavy competition. competition feel, how, do how do you stand, stand out, out from crowd? Yeah, absolutely. So we stand out in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I think when you're making a startup, uh, you should never – if there's a lot of competition and you don't have a way to differentiate yourself, you should probably find a different, a different career path or a different startup to follow. Um, I, it's, it's, it's really hard raising funding in general, but it's, I feel like it's even harder if you don't have, um, you know, a way to stand out from the competition. Cause just like you asked me when you go to an angel investor or a VC and they say, the first thing they're going to ask is, well, why are you different? So first and foremost, if you don't have something that makes you stick out from the competition, you, I mean, you need to probably reevaluate what you're doing. Um, so we stick out from a, a number of different ways. So aside from like the typical um, kind of intangible stuff like customer service and um, maybe some of our things that I think are way better as far as like design and that kind of stuff. The main way we stand out is that we offer the marketplace for fitness plans and for finding trainers. So uh, typical CRM tools in personal training are going to be uh, just that. So basically they're going to allow their clients to run their business on the back end. And there isn't really a brand or any sort of social element to it. Uh, whereas we have the social platform. So within the app, they can actually connect with other trainers. They can, uh, you know, message back and forth and comment on the walls of other exercisers or clients. But they can also sell their programs in a marketplace. So it's a brand new revenue stream for them. And uh, our trainers are incredibly excited about it. So uh, like I mentioned before with the PDF, so if I'm a personal trainer right now, and I go to sell my fitness plans on Instagram, which is very popular right now. Basically, anyone that buys those plans is going to be getting a PDF or an Excel document. And the problem with that is, one, there's no retention because you don't have a relationship with this person. They just downloaded a PDF. Whereas with our app, they're going to buy your program. They're going to have access to your profile right there. They can message you from within the program, um, and you're going to have their client information so you can continue working with them. Second biggest problem about that is there's no photo or video attached. So if I'm in the gym and I have a PDF and I don't know how to do a, uh, a dumbbell thruster, 
then I'm going to have to either just look it up online or I'm going to have to text my trainer about it to figure out how to use it. So it's not very interactive. And the third main problem with that is that there's no way for you to uh, record your progress. So you have to either bring a notepad to the gym or write it down on your notes and then screenshot it and send it to your trainer. So it's just kind of a really ridiculous process. So the way that we really stand out is that we, we bring all that kind of into the 21st century and we provide an actual interactive platform for our trainers to use with their clients. Do you charge like, like a fee, fee or um, does, does every restaurant charge their own fee? Or how does the business model work? So we have two different business models. The marketplace itself, uh, basically how it works is kind of like selling on Amazon. Pretty much they put their programs in our app and then they get 60% of whatever sold. So they get 60 and on iOS, because just so everyone knows, uh, when you sell any sort of in-app purchase through Apple, they take 30%. So that's kind of a big hit to some people that if you guys, anyone listening is planning on making an app, keep that in mind. Um, I would hate to have you spend years building an app and then have that kind of just hit you at the last second. So Android also takes 30%, but they're a lot more lenient of a store. Um, So right now we actually don't have to pay them the 30%. So basically the current cut is, for iOS, 60%, and then Apple gets 30, we get 10. And then for Android, trainers get 60. We end up getting about like 27%. Uh, and then there's like kind of some random fees that kind of go into that beyond that. But that's how that works. And then so it's cool because the trainers upload the programs and then they can kind of sit back and we'll help them sell them and then they get a big cut. And then with the CRM tool, how it works is trainers pay us monthly. So they pay us 17 bucks a month. That's up to five clients. And then we take little fees like percentage based fees, transactional fees and all that. Um, and then after, after the five clients, we charge between two and $3 per client. And then the client doesn't pay anything to us. The client actually pays the trainer. So we took a long time. Actually, that's the only, the only thing holding us back from launching right now. We're going to launch in December. We're finishing up is the billing. So the billings that we, we made it so that trainers can bill any of their clients instantly, whether it's monthly on a monthly basis or whether it's one time, um, so that's one of the biggest things we offer for our trainers. And then the, the client just pays the trainer, whatever they pay the, the client doesn't actually pay. We strive anything to be on the platform. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Free, 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 the social concept. So we had over 350 personal trainers on the platform last year. And uh, so it's not that we haven't launched yet, but the CRM tool is our main moneymaker. Um, it's going to be about 95% of our projected profits for the future. So technically we did launch, we launched under the name perfect last year. Um, and that's still on the app store and everything, but uh, we don't consider it our big launch. So well, we are technically relaunching in December, but for us, it's more of like our actual real launch or not relaunch, but real launch. Um, and so we've got about 600 trainers signed up and then we're going to have a big push around December and then uh, New Year's Day. So how so much, how much do, you, do you generate from the, the MVP, MVP launch? launch? Uh, we what, sold what, a what's the there? Yeah, so we sold a couple hundred programs, made a couple grand there. I mean... Basically what happened was uh, it was actually kind of what I touched on before with the Apple thing. So we knew Apple would take a percentage. 
Uh, but we actually got screwed over by Apple. So and anyone listening, keep this in mind. This might just happen to you and you can't do anything about it. So uh, basically what happened was we ended up launching in June. Um, and around March, I started putting the app on the App Store just to make sure it gets approved because a lot of people don't know, but um, the actual uploading of the app process with Apple can sometimes take like two weeks to a month. So I wanted to make sure the app was ready because in, in an earlier company I was with, I... Uh, I actually had dealt with that same concept where I went to go launch and all of a sudden we went to launch in like late November and all of a sudden it's like January. We still haven't launched yet because Apple's still approving it. So uh, basically what happened was they approved it and then they approved it and then they approved it. So we were good. And I had this big launch party in Santa Monica on a rooftop. We had about 120 people there. Um, alcohol paid for, like just, it was, it was amazing. And, but uh, the morning of the launch party, Apple calls me and they basically said that they were going to pull the app off the app store. Um, pretty much what happened was the person that had been approving my app for the past three months, uh, they basically said like he shouldn't have been doing that. So um, it kind of left me in a really shitty situation. I basically, what we had to do was at the launch party, it was really embarrassing. Um, we just didn't have an app. So we, we had like, we were like, hey, well, if you have an Android and maybe like eight people had Android and then the rest had to sign up. On <laughs> it, was, it was just super embarrassing, man. So um, basically what we had to do was our, we had to basically switch the payment system. So like I mentioned before, you have to use Apple's payments. Um, and we knew that. But since our app had been approved with our own payment system, we were like, oh, cool. We can save the 30 percent because they keep approving it. And it turns out uh, that person shouldn't have been approving it. So. Had that person just not approved it in the first place, we would have just switched the payment systems months before and been fine, but um, that kind of screwed us over. So we basically had to spend the next two weeks uh, putting like a lot of money into redoing our entire payment processing system for both the back end and the front end, um, moving our like, I think 500 plus fitness plans from our payment system and then onboarding them into the iOS back end through iTunes Connect. So, I mean, basically what happened was, long answer to your question, but um, basically we just got screwed over and uh, we always wanted to add the CRM tool anyways. And we sold like a couple of grand worth of programs. We didn't do like any marketing because basically our marketing budget had to go to adding the payment system. And then by that point, we were like, you know what, let's just start working on the update. So we've been working on the update ever since, but that's kind of a long answer to why um why we didn't have like a crazy amount of sales of the launch got it got it got it, got it. it's a pretty good answer it's pretty good answer apple right. apple sometimes does this weird stuff. stuff i personally was I personally was kind of screwed by apple as well but as well that was actually my own fault all right so all right so here we'll move on to the question about funding actually so you said that said that he had some sort of budget for developing a development and those, and were, those your were your personal, personal funds, funds or, like, or uh, friends and family round? Yes, I mean, basically, like, I'm really, I, I think I'm but I'm not necessarily the best at raising funding. Um, so a few things in my defense to, to go at that. So, I mean, basically I'm a first time founder, so that's always a huge, in, uh, you know, kind of interference when you're trying to raise funding because a lot of, at least so they want to see someone that's already been there before, already done it. So, uh, that kind of holds me back. The second thing is, um, like kind of like you mentioned before, like the fitness industry is very saturated. 
uh, we have a really good strategy and we're very excited to, to launch and we're very confident about it. But like from the outside looking in, if you're not around the personal training industry like, like we are, like obviously it's saturated. So um, it's always hard to raise funding because, you know, there's just so many other fitness platforms out there. But with that being said, yeah. So for our very first MVP, um, I put in about 80K. Uh, we have a pretty amazing development team over in Ukraine that we've been with for two years uh, called Startup Soft. I just absolutely love these guys. Um, they actually just invested another 50K into us. So, um, yeah, we're just really excited to be with them. And then on top of that, I've raised about 125K from friends and family and some smaller angel rounds. But I really haven't raised too much from um, angels or VCs up to this point. Maybe about like 40K of the 120K was um, from angels, but basically what I've been doing is I've been building a lot of relationships with VCs and with angels. And I have a lot of, um, I don't know how to, how to word that, but basically where they basically go, I love the idea. If you have X number of MRR, then I'll put X amount of money in. So I've got a lot of different angels and VCs in my network that are, uh, that are ready to go as soon as we have MRR. Um, but unfortunately, when you're dealing with some of these VCs, if you don't have, you know, five to 10 K monthly revenue, uh, they just won't even look at you. So it's more about building those relationships for me for the long haul. Once we have MRR after the launch. Uh, uh, yeah, this yeah, looks like a standard, standard thing, thing for, for us. Once, once you reach this point, I'll do this. Um, and, and by the way, for those, so so we don't know what MRR is, is it's monthly, monthly revenue. revenue. Um, that's, that's a pretty, pretty Commonly used, used to term, so you were that. that. Um, okay. okay, so, so you, said you said that you are outsourcing your development to Ukraine, right? right? And then, and then you, you said, said that you, they have they invested uh, about 15k more into, into your, your project, project, right? right? Uh, 50k, yeah, but yeah, oh, 50, 50, I bet. Uh, so, uh, so you're you not really paying, paying them, them. It's, it's like they're investing, right? Oh, no, trust me, I'm paying them too. Yeah, basically, um, I'm paying them, and then also they're investing money. It's just we have a really massive project. So um, take one of our competitors, for example. Like one of our competitors has raised 1.5 million, and we've only raised a couple hundred K, and we actually already have way more features than they do. Like our app, I mean, I have it right here on my phone. You have social media landing page. You've got free workout journals, progression trackers, profiles, uh, you can follow programs on a marketplace. You can follow a private training. Plan. I mean, you can literally do everything. Um, whereas with our competitors, they basically have like, it's like a, like a little journal, like it's all it is. And so um, our platform is very expensive. So not only have we gone overseas for it, but we've still put over Basically, we put all that money in, and then on top of that, they put in 50K of their own for the development. Um, so at this point, they have about 9.5% equity because they also invested in the beginning as well. All right, all right I got it. It's like structure. structure. Okay. okay. Um, so so uh, what's, what's the strategy right, right now in, now in uh, fund, fund, fundraising? fundraising? So, I mean, stages kind of vary. Everyone has a different opinion on like what a what a pre-seed and series A and series B are. Um, I consider us to be at our kind of like pre-seed angel round right now. And as soon as we have MRR um, after this after this winter, we're going to look to raise our seed round um, like around March or April to help push us out because we've already. I actually have my designer already working on our. Um, our uh, nutrition update. So basically what we're going to do this summer 
is add the nutritional software so that you can actually scan foods and track nutrition plans within the app. So you can basically have fitness and nutrition within one platform. So um, yeah, basically we're, we're trying to close just 200K right now. Uh, we don't want to raise too much capital or too much money because we don't want to give up too much equity. Um, so we're capping it at 200K, going to be frugal for the next few months. And then I actually have a, um, a very prominent uh, business guy in the fitness industry that works for a really big fitness company that's actually going to move over to become our COO once April hits. So um, he's going to start taking an advisory role this actually this coming weekend. So we're really excited about that. Uh, and then once we raise funding, because he obviously he has to pay the bills. So uh, once we raise funding, we'll bring him on board. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah, so honestly, like I said, I mean, when I first started, uh, like I have buddies that are in the millions of dollars raised. Я не буду читать, это непонятная хрень какая-то. Это не вопрос. At some point, I, I do plan on doing some angel investing when I'm when I'm older, and I've already started like advising some of the smaller companies. But I really think it's important for founders to put their own capital into the platform. Um, you know, if I'm if I say I have a million bucks, and I see that a founder isn't even willing to put their own money in, then why would I put my own money in? Um, that doesn't mean you have to fund the entire platform, but I mean if you only have like two to four thousand dollars of your own capital in then i'm not going to put my money in so i mean i've done literally any type of side job that i've had to do in order to get the platform to get to where it's at so i think that's when, once i get to that stage those will be the kind of companies that i invest in is the, the companies that are willing to put their own capital and sweat into it yeah, yeah that's that's actually, really, really, really 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 not, not too many, many people, people do that, do that actually, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm not sure what that uh, specifically means. Uh, so basically, like, it's not uh, when I say that we have a marketplace and a private, it's not like it's three different apps and it's all over the place. It's not like, you know, I don't, I totally know what you're asking where um, you'll see a pitch and someone will be like, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And then we're doing this. Um, it's actually all just kind of within one platform. So you can think of it as stages from the exerciser standpoint. So when I log into the app, 
there's a social interface and I can work out for free. So I have a free workout journal. Um, so we, we don't, if we, if we have users on the app, that are doing that. It's totally fine. We had, we had that for our MVP too. Um, the next stage is if you want to find a marketplace program, it's right there. It's conveniently on your phone. So you basically are going to say, I want to work out five days a week. I want to lose weight. I've got 30 minutes a day and I, you know, I want to do a bodybuilding plan and you're going to have all those plans right there. And then essentially the private online training is the, is the next step of the upgrade. So if you're willing to pay more money, you can get essentially that same program, but customized to you. So uh, I didn't want to make it sound like it was all over the place. It's basically like all within one platform. And then once we lead into nutrition, it's going to be the same concept. So the back end for our trainers won't tra change too much. We've made it really universal so that when we add nutrition, the program builder, the nutrition builder are going to be essentially the same concept where um, instead of dragging and dropping a exercise, you're just going to put a food in there. And then a lot of our personal trainers are actually already nutritionists. So this is actually a feature that they're asking for so that instead of creating this full, amazing fitness plan for their clients and then having some shitty nutrition plan, now they can actually have the entire thing all encompassed in one because nutrition is a huge part of fitness. But to your point, though, um, the social is the one thing that we're still not 100 percent sure on. Uh, everything else makes sense. It has a really easy flow. Uh, once you see the app, it's just incredibly easy to use, but we're not 100% sure how well the social media feed is going to do. And that's something that we're going to test. Um, I'm not too committed to it. So, I mean, if it doesn't, you know, if people don't like the social media app, I'm more than comfortable just cutting it out. Uh, it's just not too, you know, not too important for us. Um, um, at what, what level, level do you start raising the funds? So, uh, when, when you launched the MVP, uh, what was, what was the traction when you actually started raising those 100, So we didn't have too many traction amongst um, actual users, like I said, because that was around the time that I had raised money and we had gotten screwed over by Apple. So that was all kind of in that timeline where we went to launch and we kind of just had to kind of cut our losses and move on. Um, but we did have 350 trainers that were uh, actively using the platform. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but for our new update, basically each of those trainers is paying $20 plus per month. And then they're also bringing on anywhere from five to 50 clients. So basically the potential was just being able to get those trainers on board because there are real, real uh, selling power. Um, and then now that we have 600, and then once we launch, I've got a list of about 15,000 more trainers that we're going to be onboarding. So essentially when we raise that money, um, similar to a lot of other companies that are kind of, uh, you know, pre-revenue raising millions of dollars, uh, we didn't have a lot of users. It was more like the tech that we had created. Um, and I actually had a lot of that funding was actually from personal trainers. So I think when you're raising, I mean, if you're, you know, if you have a nutrition company, you know, reach out to nutritionists. If you have a, you know, a fitness company or like a robotics company, reach out to people that are in robotics. So basically I was reaching out to people that actually were in the industry and wanted to put money in because they realized that this is something that they actually could see themselves using. Uh, so that was kind of our main target market when we were raising originally. So speaking of tech part, tech, sorry. Uh, uh, I have which, Which actually brings me to, uh, most, most of the firms try not, not to outsource in the beginning, especially, especially because, uh, they don't see what's happening there, they can't really control something that's not their neighborhood, 
我先说说十五 percent or what do you outsource? You know, outsource for example, tech work. Yeah, so outsourcing is usually a shit show. I just got really lucky. Um, whenever I talk to you know angels or other startup founders, they hear that I outsource my tech. They're always just like, I can't believe you did that. Blah blah blah. Because um, they've heard so many horror stories, and I've heard so many horror stories. And actually, my very first app when I was super early with this idea, I wanted to outsource it, and it just wasted my money. It was an absolute terrible time.、Um, but no, basically, the team I'm with—it's、uh, a team of like 85 plus people.、Uh, the two founders are Ukrainian, and they were—they、uh, grew up in Toronto.、Um, just two great guys,、uh, full team. I have full backend, frontend developers, UX/UI, project managers, quality assurance. I mean, I, I pretty much have the whole works working over there. Um, I work with them every single morning.、Um, I mean, basically, we we set up a monthly budget. If I'm behind on funds, they figure out a way to help me out.、Uh, while I'm over in the states, I find ways to promote them to get more people、uh, working with them. So,、uh, it's honestly been an incredible experience. I mean, they they have enough developers on their end where they can pretty much code in any language.、Um, so right now, this first app we coded in Xamarin, and our next our, our next update we're going to be coding in、um, React Native. Uh, so I mean, pretty much anything that you need from them, they can handle, and、uh, I've been pretty blessed to handle the experience. So as far as、uh, outsourcing for them goes, they pretty much handle the entire technical side of it. And then once we get bigger, we'll start bringing a CTO in house. But I think we'll always have,、um, you know, some sort of relationship to this team, no matter how big we get. That's really cool. I haven't heard many success stories about outsourcing. Yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> what's the name of the company, the name of the company again? That's for you. For you?、Uh, Startup Soft. So startupsoft. co or dot or org. Oh, check it check out there. Post the link in the chat. There you go. <laughs> Love them to death. All right. All right. Cool. cool.、Um, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll round it up. Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Another, Another question, question here. here. Um. um So the so question, question says, says, why, why did, you did you choose the direction, this direction in the application? And, and for example, example isn't something, something more massive? massive I think he's asking about, about the competition, competition again. again. I'm not. I'm not positive.、Um, if that's what he's asking, we there's over a million personal trainers on the planet.、Um, so I mean, there's over there's over three hundred thousand certified trainers in the U.S.、Um, and then on top of that, there's at least fifty k people that are on. Instagram. Um, also, the CRM tool that we built is pretty applicable across the whole industry. So, if you're familiar with a company called Service Titan,、um, they're valued at a couple billion right now. And basically, they provide CRM for you know handymen, electricians, plumbers, all that kind of stuff. So, if we need to grow in the future, like if we get to the point where we're capped out at fitness,、um, there's easily a way for us to basically make the Service Titan of fitness, where we can essentially. Use our CRM platform for health coaches, wellness coaches, chiropractors. Because I actually have health and wellness coaches reach out to me almost every single day, asking if the platform is for them. And I say no because obviously we haven't made anything specific for them. But、um, the entire fitness and wellness industry is huge, and so I mean I've got pages and pages of different ideas from whether it's investors or different coaches around the world that have been suggested to me. So.、Um, We're gonna launch with this. Maybe we'll cut social out. Maybe we'll keep it. But the core competencies are pretty incredible. We've got over 600 trainers really excited about it, 
And then from there, we're essentially just going to grow into whatever, whatever, uh, whatever fashion we feel like is the most appropriate. So nutrition is the first step in-person training is going to be after that. And then there's a whole lot of different ways that we can go after that. Um, it's just going to kind of depend on what the market shows us. Yeah, yeah I think that's, 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 that's the answer the question. question. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll wrap we'll it up here, here then. then. Uh, that's, that's a new year. We're really, really, really enjoying that. <laughs> Uh, okay, we'll, we'll wrap, wrap it up, up here. here. Thanks, Thanks a lot for, for, for joining us today and sharing, sharing all the information. Uh, both this was about that and our listeners were really interesting. and heard, heard much, much of those. Of those. Um, um, so, yeah, so yeah, thanks, thanks a, lot a lot for joining us and thanks for all the listeners for being with us. And I'll let you know when the next video is. And I'll post a link to the outsourcing platform that we mentioned. So, so um, um, have a have good rest of your day, day and, and bye. bye. Cool. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.